From the Faroe Islands, I want to wish you welcome to the podcast Research in Leadership in Schools, Early Childhood Settings and Social Care Settings. Some of you may maybe wonder, where is the Faroe Islands? Faroe Islands is in the middle of uh, the North Atlantic Sea between Iceland, Norway and Scotland. Uh, I am an assistant professor at the University of the Faroe Islands and I research in the area of leadership in schools, early childhood settings and social care settings. Well, uh, today as usual, I have an interview with a researcher in the area of leadership. I hope you enjoy the interview. I am here in Denmark today, and with me is Uni Lind. Mm. She works at the University College of Copenhagen uh, and uh, is now enrolled as a PhD student in Roskilde. Welcome to the podcast, Uni. Thank you. Yeah, and uh, Uni, she has uh, published a lot on um, uh, several issues in daycare and uh, she has also done uh, several things on leadership in early childhood settings. Uh, yeah, but today um, only we are going to talk about a broader issue. We are going to talk about the issue of well-being and well-being has been researched uh, previously, but you are kind of taking a rather um, a different approach to research well-being in early childhood centers. So, so what is your approach when you uh, research well-being? Well, my approach <clears throat> is uh, I'm trying to grasp well-being as a phenomenon where the child well-being and the adult's well-being in the early childhood centers are connected to each other. <clears throat> in general, you have uh, perceived well-being as a as something that is regarded to the children's well-being or to the staff's well-being. And you have been measuring it or researching in it as a, uh, as a child research area or a work field area. But in general, I would argue that in early childhood settings, the life that children and the staff are shared. And therefore, the well-being processes are also something that they are, that, that are shared. So you could say that I am also uh, trying to uh, critic and and work out another concept for well-being in early in early childhood setting, or you could say in any pedagogical setting uh, in general, also school or social areas. I'm trying to talk, to uh, understand well-being as a phenomenon that is, uh, of course, related to the. The, the local situation, the context, but also as something that are um, collective uh, experience, but also collective, collective uh, worked out, could you could say. And least but not, but also very important is that well-being is, a, is something that is not only about joy and pleasure, it's a phenomenon where there's a lot of conflict involved. And there is uh, this, the interest of the children and the staff and among the children and among the staff and among the leadership 
is uh, a uh, ever never ending source to to uh, to uh, context and also because when one child wants uh, uh, want to be happy because he he wants to play in a corner of the play, the play yard at the same time the the pedagogy, pedagogy could have an interest in that well we have to work uh, we have to work with the dialectical reading now so they are both trying to make the everyday life pleasant for themselves and their work or their life, but but it is a conflict because they have different interests. So that is my my uh, purpose is trying to to understand and to grasp this uh, well-being phenomenon in a different way. Mm. Yeah. So so you're actually saying that uh, conflicts are a part of well-being. Yeah. yeah, and in general we have. We have been uh, perceived it as a as something that we have to avoid, or that's something that we that are there, but it's not a part of you could say the well the well-being work and the well-being issue. But you but be, but well-being is if if you are looking at well-being as as something that that are are on the on the stake amongst people, then it becomes clear that. We do not want the same thing, and we and our life is together, but it is also some life where we are, you could say, um, bumping into each other in a lot of different ways, uh, with the body, but also with the mind or or the feelings and so on. Mm. Uh, yes, I, I think so, myself, I have, as you are saying, been thinking about well-being as something which could go on between the children and. Uh, stuff separately but but when we see it um, as something happening in between the children and the staff is it then kind of more relational are you focused on relational issues Uh, I'm focusing I am I am I am thinking it as an intersubject phenomenon that means of course that I am focusing on the relation between uh, people, but also the relation between between people and uh, places, mm. and the condition that these places and relations are uh, interwoven into. Okay. Yeah. And and conditions is is also the the finances and the, the municipal yes, yes, kind of framework. Yes. yes. I, I have a my my uh, scientific inspiration is a critical theory. And and I'm very occupied that that everyday life where well-being is being lived and and executed is also a life that is connected or depending on the structural conditions that are amongst uh, for for the pedagogical work in in the, in the ECE. But and that could mean, of course, finances. It could be it could be the it could be that there are a lot of sickness and you have to. Uh, in the morning, you have to negotiate well where do, which people are to be where, which children are today, and uh, and it, sometimes it may becomes a nice days because you are working with the, the the organization and the structure, but sometimes it becomes a not so nice day because the the, the staff are try, they're tired, they're stressed, and the children <clears throat> is perhaps playing, but it's but the dialogue the. The, the social relations between these are pressed because there is not energy, there's uh, no hands, and so on. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I really like your approach to to looking at uh, well-being as a more broader concept. But then I'm thinking, oh, it must be hard to research. How do you go about to research uh, a concept that is so broad and yeah. so kind of <laughs> large? <laughs> I have just tried to uh, spread my methodological um, uh, 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 approach. Of, of, of course, I have been uh, uh, conducting a tr- more traditional uh, field work uh, in two, uh, in, in two uh, early childhood settings. But I have also been doing some uh, 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 future creating workshops oh. with the staffs and with the children. So I also have access to their vision, their critique, their thinking about well-being and the life in the ECE. And then I have I've been uh, have been um, conducting a snaplog study hmm. with the pedagogical student at the University College of Copenhagen at the, at the almost at the end of their education. And snaplog is uh, I ask the student to take a photo and uh, combine it with a little text. That's the, that's why it's called snaplog. And afterwards, I've been uh, been uh, doing a a joint uh, analytic analytic process about what is what are what is what are your snaplog saying what are how can are there some analytic themes we can uh, uh, can talk about yeah. extract extract thank you <laughs> yeah so so I try to try to have the subjective approach but also of course uh, a, a more distant approach uh, because. There, of course, there are a lot of every, everyday life that the the staff and the children will are not and they are not talking about it. Mm. But when I am presenting and talking with them, then they have some reflection on it also. So yeah. 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 Uh, you could maybe talk about to thrive instead of having a good well-being. Is it the same word for you, or do you make a conceptual kind of difference between the two concepts? Uh, that's a good question. <laughs> in general, I have just adapted well-being yeah. because it's uh, the international term for, you could say, thriving, uh-huh. as we would call it in Denmark. But yeah. when it's translated, it's also almost always translated to, to well-being because it's about a good life uh-huh. and it's about and it's about uh, it's connected to the, to joy and happiness and. A meaningful life, you can say, uh-huh. and in general, uh, you could say, when you talk about trives in Danish, uh, it's also connected to the same, uh, the same understanding. When you see uh, different tools, different uh, understanding, as a Danish researcher called Annette Boycock, she's also talking about well-being in this, in that sense. Uh-huh. So I've just, uh, I haven't been. Uh, but but in general, I've been met with some from, from other researchers about well, when you use the term well-being, then you're just uh, expanding the pol- political agenda that is in uh, and, and that's that that is connected to a more you could say neoliberal uh, agenda in in the international society, and that is of course uh, rightly. But at the same time, I would argue that that. Learning as well as well-being is a political phenomenon. Uh-huh. You cannot, you cannot, not by not using the term, you do not avoid that that there is 
an issue about this this uh, thing. And I and my mission is not to to uh, to say to to uh, move it away from a political agenda. My uh, my mission or my aim is to to connect it to a political ah. agenda. Hmm. So and well being is the OECD political agenda. Ah. agenda. I was really intrigued about you talked about that you had made some future workshops on well-being. Can you explain a little bit more in detail? So how do you conduct a future workshop? Well, a future creative creation creative workshop huh. is a, a workshop where you uh, are, are working with the staff or the children, and where the first step is to to. Uh, Ask the participants to give critic of the, you could say, living life and well-being in general, and that is followed by a phase where you are talking about, well, which wishes do you have? What utopias do you have? What do you? What is? You could ask. You are asking what is a good life if you have no restriction, if there were no limitations, and then you have the last phase where you are asking, where you are asking the participants. Well, now you, if you want to, now you have a, you have have your critics, you have your visions. If you could start tomorrow, where would you start? And then you are working with uh, different uh, ideas that the participants have in in order to make them local uh, projects that are that are formed from their in, uh, initiatives and their ideas. So it's a way of. Researching and working with participants from below, from a bottom-up perspective, and trying to make transformation of practice uh, in relation to what the participant thinks is necessary, not what the government or what the local municipalities think good pedagogical work should be. Mm. It's the participants, yeah. you would say. Yeah. So now you are researching uh, several daycares and you have some uh, student pedagogues which are doing some snap log um, is is it uh, is it a part of your study to say that here are some early childhood centers that really have a good well-being what is no no no, no I, you could say that i have so few easy so that is not and i'm i'm i'm, I'm not occupied with pointing out that this little child or this pedagogic Pedagogue is 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 having have, having well being or not having well being uh, due to that and that and that. I'm more uh, I'm more occupied that f- first of all of course tr- trying to construct the uh, a well being concept, and then there uh, and after that also that trying to show how how children and staff are sharing a life. And that that's, there's some conditions that sh- that they share, and that have an effect on effect on well-being in general. And but because I'm just I'm just uh, looking into my uh, work empirical work this this month now, I'm just starting this process. But but right now I'm working with an analytic analytic uh, body concept that I'm calling the exposed body. Oh. And it's a, I'm trying to uh, trying to because in the children's workshop the children was talking uh, telling me a lot about how their everyday life was 
full of uh, they were hit they were they were they f- they fell down they were a lot of way of telling that everyday life was uh, was ab- was about being the the body was hurt in different ways socially mm-hmm. or physically or yeah so they were worried and it it was a, a important issue for them and then i began to think well is they their body are exposed in their everyday life that's that's a condition. There are a lot of children together, and there are limited space, and and they are also uh, not only uh, uh, vulnerable, but they are only visible. So so that's the kind of life they have. And then I began saying, well, if I, if children have that kind of life experience, do I see some some of the same thing in the staff's uh, life in oh. in early childhood centers? And then I was began saying, well, when, when they are trying to organize the everyday life, when they come in the morning and they, well, they're free, they're sick today, and we have to, when we have to go to this event in the, in the municipalities, then they are trying, they, then they try to organize the day so that they can be, uh, the, the, that they can be calm, predictable, so that they can have this, uh, you could say, that, that, that the vulnerability and uh, chaos that all, uh, alternative would be there. So it's good. I began to think it as a way also to pedagogical work with the exposed life in a, you can see, practical settings. Mm. So that's why I'm trying, and, and that because that also helps me to understand why the, the staff and also, the, of course, the leaders are sometimes so stressed and pressed in their everyday life. And, and if I can, if I can uh, to say grasp it with this body concept, then I can understand why they 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 are so exhausted because they are working all the time with and they are also very visible for each other. All the pedagogical work is is not as the school teachers who have his class on his own. They are also seen all the time by the children but also the colleagues. So that is that you could say complex. I'm trying to yeah develop a body concept, or oh. construct a body concept oh. to understand this kind of pedagogical and uh, work and life in early childhood settings oh. as an important aspect of well-being yeah, yeah. process. But but when you say that they are very focused on things that are happening to their bodies, to children, yeah. then it's not like you are going to to do something to protect them. You you're more looking at it as as, as a door to something bigger. Yeah. In connection to well-being. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. In 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 my piece, they, they that's the aim. But you could because and and because I I would also argue that that. You have you you have your body is part of your everyday life. You cannot escape your body. So when so when the children are talking about their everyday life, they are also talk, talking about their bodily experience. Of course, the staff doesn't doesn't do it the same way. But I am observing that they are very bodily aware. You could say in their their more in a more unconscious way. Hmm. But so, so and I wouldn't. I don't think it's possible to say that. You can create a pedagogical institution where your body is not exposed. It's not where the body is not vulnerable, where the body is not visible to others, and, and in, in in that sense. But you can. But if you are, but if you are aware of it, you can make some more detailed and more qualified pedagogical discussions about 
the didactic, didactic uh, 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 what do you call Organi- organization of today, mm. and you can also uh, you can also um, you 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 get a and you have an understanding that that this is also a that this is a condition that is a shared condition mm. between the ch- children and the, the adults. Mm. So it also, for, for me, opens an understanding that we sometimes have to understand and research and search for, uh, uh, search, understand that the children and the, the adults are not also, or can all, cannot also be understand separately as so they are they are they are they, you can say they have it, it opens for a, a shared no but uh, uh, um, solidarity uh. Uh, between them uh. because they uh, of course they experience different and because of course there are still a, a power an equal power distribution but even though they are human in some condition that are that they that they uh, give them uh, give them experience, both of them. Mm. Yeah. So so when you talk about well-being, and if we take this issue of of what is happening to their bodies, you're not talking about the individual children with no. their body, but you are talking about well-being as a more social yeah. concept. Yeah. It's a, I'm talking about uh, well-being as a social concept and also a bodily concept, but in the in the sense that it's a Intersubject. It's mm. a, some. It's something between people. It's not. It's not some owned by one. It's something that are shared, and it's something you could say that we are doing with each other. Mm. Our and and doing is not only a verbal thing, but it's certainly for foremost a bodily thing we are doing. Yeah, and and it's under. It's a lot of well-being is understand also through the body. Could you say? Yeah. Yeah, uh, very interesting. I know you have also done uh, work on leadership and, and I'm thinking now at the last part of this interview to talk something about, uh, so you're talking about well-being as something that is happening between the children and the pedagogues and the pedagogical assistants, but but where does uh, the leader play its role in this uh, talk about well-being? Well, I, I would... Of course, I think in, in, in this study I'm, I'm doing now, I will. I, I won't. It, it wouldn't. It, it won't be a, a, such a big issue about the leadership in general. But, but I think an important, an important issue in this study is that when you look at well-being as a shared phenomenon, as a collective phenomenon, and when then you you also have to begin to think about what 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 does what does it mean. To, when we talk the pedagogical work, what does it mean to organ? What does it mean for the organization of the day, or for the pedagogical thing, thinking in general? So, I think I would uh, think that the leaders or the municipalities in general, uh, if they are, to say, in in line with this kind of thinking, would begin to think that when we when we focus in our 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 uh, demand or our uh, conducting the the the, the the institution, we have to, we, 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 it's not sufficient to, to look at and, and, and making aims for the children's life 
and then we have a staff that are looking at the work life. We actually have to work when we are when we want to develop our institution. We have to work with children's life and work life together. Mm. We have to, and 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 and, and in general, when I have been working with uh, personal groups in in in, in uh, early children's centers. I've always been astonished that the, the staff, even though there are difficulties in the work life, the work with the, with the children and the pedagogical work is very important. So, so for them, a good work life is also related to working with a, the children's life and trying to improve the children's mm-hmm. life. But, but, I, but I think a lot of the, the organizational work and the, the way we deal with it is to separate it, mm. and we are then the uh, the leader in the the institution are going to the municipalities, and one of them did in the institution that were involved in a previous uh, research project. Then they go to the municipalities and ask for a consult consultant to come and work with the staff, mm. and then they are had, I saw they have a lot of uh, you could call smaller. Uh, uh, papers hanging on the walls well, well, who say, well, remember to say good morning to your colleague, remember to re- recognize the, the other, and so on. But it was, it was enclosed in the, the, in the working group. Mm. And, and, and at the same time, the, the children's life and, and the, the formulation of re- recognition of children continued as a separate, uh, but not affected, because mm. uh, what do you call it, track? Or? So you are saying that even though you look at uh, well-being as something that goes on between the children and the pedagogues and the pedagogical existence, then the director, she must not kind of look from a distance. She, she must be a part of what's going on between the children and the staff. Yes, she must be a part of it, as a, but, but she must also try to work with the well-being as a, the, the well-being of children and the steps she i think you you sh- uh, the director should should uh, uh, try to to uh, understand the the pedagogic issues in her institution as as a matter of working with the, uh, the target for the children's development but at the same time working with the 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 working condition of course, there could be some uh, working condition that is you could say, you could talk about some noise or some some uh, smelling problems that is not directly connected to the children. But in general, I would say a lot of uh, to to qualify the the pedagogical the the, 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 the institutional setting would would it would be qualified if you you were working with these two aspects together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very interesting on it, but time has already run out. <laughs> if I have some English listeners, do you do you have any stuff that you have published in English? Ah, uh, no. no, actually only in Danish. Yeah. Yeah. But I have some listeners from the Faroe Islands, from Norway, Sweden, Denmark. So where can my Nordic listeners go to find uh, some articles you have written in your books? Is there a homepage or Google Scholar? Oh, no, I think it, at the University College of Copenhagen we have a staff profile. Yeah, and okay. we also have a, a I, I forgot what we call it because I haven't used it so much. 
we call it, uh, we have a uh, knowledge knowledge platform, I think, ah, okay. where some of the publications sometimes, or, or at least some name on publications are mentioned. Ah. So if they go to ucc.dk yeah. yeah. and then go for the knowledge base yeah. and then yeah. search for yeah. your name. I think in Danish it's called Genvej til Viden. Okay. Yes. Thank you for listening to the podcast Research in Leadership in Schools, Early Childhood Settings and Social Care Settings. I hope you have enjoyed the interview and that you have gained some new insights into leadership. I hope that you will listen to the other podcasts in this series. A new podcast is being published on the first of every month. You are also welcome to join us on Facebook. There is a group called Research in Leadership in Schools, Early Childhood Settings and Social Care Settings. If you just type in the name of the podcast in the search field in Facebook, you will find the group. Once again, thanks for listening and bye-bye.